one of the things they talk about in there is incentives. And they were, they were saying in that book that when you provide some sort of performance-based incentive for salespeople or employees or whatever, that 100% of the time they are going to cheat. No matter who it is, every single person is going to cheat, even in small ways. They're going okay. to fudge the line a little bit. Yeah. You know. Come on, dude. Everybody pours a little extra of the of the frozen yogurt when you're at the yoga <laughs> Everybody does a little bit more. There is no doubt you're trying to get a little extra. A little bit. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. Welcome back to Hard Shop Life. With your coaches, this is Coach Jay and the... G-Man. G to the man. What's up, G-Man? Welcome back, big dog. What's Welcome up, back. man? What's up? <clears throat> what do you dude, got for us? What you know do you got what? For us today? I, man, what's happening? What's how are you feeling? Because you know what, dude? You, you, dude, you today. I got to just call out. <laughs> today we're at a store. We're at we're at one of our stores, and we're doing it like after hours at the store. Very thankful that they allow us to do this. And we brought our studio. We set it all up. We did this mm-hmm. whole thing. And uh, G man, dude, you had like. Like your wisdom flow today was just <laughs> flowing, man, flowing. You were on like a tear today. And I can tell you're just like tired. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm worn out. I'm worn out. <laughs> like, dude. I mean, you were like professing like like a like a master today. I don't know. I was, in the, I was calling you sensei. I was in the groove today. I was just feeling it. I don't know why. Dude, you were on fuego. And from that, I want to talk about it. It's always it. good I think, to have a... Uh, <sighs> A willing audience always helps oh because it helps you to go deep into the topic. Because if you got people that are just like, ah, whatever, I don't want to listen to you. It's yeah. like, it, then you just, you're just like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But if you have somebody that's like, yeah, let's, let's discuss this. Let's go deep into yeah. this topic. Yeah. So it's way more fun, you know? So I don't want to take credit for it, but I am. Okay. Uh, I, I saw your spark. Like I, I see it when your, 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 your wheels are turning in your head. Mm-hmm. And I said something yesterday because I wanted it to do it. And I hope that the people in the room got the analogy because I said it right. It, it it almost reminds me. It is the book. What is it called? Uh, oh, my gosh, Robert. You know, the book, um, the poker book, the the one who says, I'm going to take your chips. Oh, winning, gonna, winning through intimidation. Winning through intimidation. Right. Where it's the guy that says, hey, listen, I'm just going to take your chips. Yeah. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm taking your chips. Yep. You're, you know, just FYI. Right. And then there's the other guys like, oh man, what a tough beat! I hate doing this to you, like man, you know? Yeah, Just, ah, I hate doing the apologizer. Like, yeah, like, oh man, give me the chips. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hate to have to do this. Yeah, bro. I hate to have to do this, right? Like, and then like the other guy is like, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh my god, your chips disappeared. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're in my back pocket, right? And so it's like sometimes, and that's what I want to talk about is is. How do you deal with knowing, like, what do we use to inspect what you expect, Mm. right? To identify the people who are the alcoholics and the Mm -hmm. people who are the drug addicts. And it's a, it's a tough thing to come up with and talk about. Well, I mean, we were kind of going deep on that today. Um, But before I, before I get any further, winning through intimidation, great book, Robert Ringer, Robert Ringer, Robert Ringer is the author. 
He's written a couple other things, but this is by far his best. The title doesn't do it justice as to what's in the book, mm-hmm. but it's a great book. And it's really a book about how to survive in business and and how people have their own motives, which is basically what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes their motives are are you know just plain as day, and sometimes they're hidden from us, right. which is what we really want to root out. Uh, but anyway, you can get that book on Amazon. It was uh, out of print for a long time, but they just reprinted it. They just did a new run. Oh, no so way. Really? You oh, said, my God. It used to be like 200 bucks a copy. Now, yeah. yeah. You have to go find like one of those like, you know, hidden bookstores mm-hmm. somewhere that would have it on the shelf. Now you can get one. But um, so back to this topic of the, so the, you know, the alcoholic who steals from you, but basically, you know it. He knows it. He apologizes for it. It's like, yeah, it's kind I'm of sorry. like on hey. the surface. Come on. Versus the drug addict who steals from you and then convinces you he's not stealing from yeah, you. Yeah, like, and, what are you talking about? I never yeah, did that. Like, steals your you? wallet and then says, yeah. let me help you find your wallet. Exactly. I wonder what happened. Exactly. Um, that second person is extremely dangerous. The first person is dangerous because, you know, I mean, because they're going to do something underhanded no matter how you look at it, right? Something, something bad's going to happen. And sometimes we put up with them um, especially right now when we don't have a whole lot of staff to draw from, you're probably willing to have that person on your team and possibly overlook that tendency yeah. that they're going to do something. Like like say, say an advisor that uses a discount kink, you know, a discount that goes into advertising, doesn't affect his numbers. And so now you're paying him on money that's an expense and, and, uh, and you know, they're doing it. And it's like, Hey dude, stop. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'll try to stop. And they keep doing it. And it's like, mm-hmm. versus the guy who, so I had, uh, I had an advisor one time who put discounts into sublet. So he put a sublet on the repair order as a credit <laughs> in order to offset the cost. And because it goes onto the sublet schedule that nobody's really paying that much attention to. And actually in this store, they were doing a ton, a ton, a ton of rentals. Mm-hmm. And so that was just flooded with rentals. It was really hard to find it on, off, in, out. This, I mean, it was just, they were doing 70 grand a month in, in rental. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was, it was really muddy water. And, and he was, he was planting those in there. Eventually we found it and, and it was pretty interesting, but that's the guy to be worried about. Yeah. Cause that guy found a way to hide it yep. so deep. Like that's, uh, um, almost sinister and you know the way like that takes some forethought and like you have to think through because you know nobody's good you you know what's what's happening on the back end yeah. in order to do that on the front end you know what's happening on the back yeah. end yeah so that to me is is uh is dangerous same thing like oh, come on g man we've we've gone out there and found some stuff like to me look i've been i, I hate to say this and i'm calling myself out i have been a thief in the past because I've done all the things to work my pay plan. I'll find a way, mm-hmm. right? And so now when we go into these places, we see these things, right? Perfect example. Some person's effective labor rate's really high. Some per- person's gross profit percentage is really high, mm-hmm. right? And so then we start digging, right? And we look at these things again and go, oh, something doesn't seem right mm-hmm. here. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is, I'm a rock star. And, and it, the worst part is the service man's like, this guy's a freaking amazing he's a g like where's he at like this is unbelievable mm-hmm. and then we got to go in there and just get a sample of 10 ro's and i'm like okay i'm gonna find it yeah right and 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 for for this particular example it was the guy's you know effective labor rate was really high and his gross profit was really high only to find out that he was shorting his technician opening an internal ticket putting the time on an internal line and then closing it to pay the tech because he wasn't paying the tech in, yeah. the, in, the, in the job. Keeping his ELR high. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. The whole so that's a lot of work to kink something. Master. Yeah. Master. Well, the worst part. That's a scary dude. The worst, <laughs> No, no, no. The worst part. We didn't find it until 
a couple of the ROs. What he was doing is he was paying his techs on the uh, on the shop ticket time. Oh, wow. So you would say, hey, can you just pay him on the shop ticket? So he was in cahoots with the dispatcher, the booker, and mm-hmm. say, hey, man, I didn't pay him. Can you just do it? They got to get paid or whatever, whatever. Oh, I got you covered. I got you covered. I got you your two hours on here. It just goes on the shop ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the the booker didn't know any different. Like he's like, oh, it's shop ticket. It's, it's shop time. It's whatever it is. Right. But he was hiding it in there working his pay plan. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like I know how you can. I, I, I know how that could, that stuff works. It's not that yeah. hard. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, you're oh, I don't line to here, and I don't put something in advertising. Put something over here. It, it's just it's that thing. It's that thing. And so and so the reason why I want to have this conversation with you is which guy is actually worse? Like I feel like the guy who makes a mistake and says yeah yeah okay you know it's like dude fix this guy. Instead, I see the guy who's like behind the scenes and like, <laughs> you know, like like the Mr. Burns Mr. and Burns, Mr. Yeah. Burns, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, and it, and and they're always like the nice guy, like oh hey, yeah. you know, everybody loves them. You're so why can't you be like this guy? Yeah. And the whole time, I'm like, you know, I've, I've met so many of those guys in my career, so many of them. So what do you do? Like what are we, like what do we straight do? up thieves? But, oh. oh my god. 100 percent the nicest guys to your face, but will just absolutely steal from you. Um, they have no morals. They have no moral compass at all. Um, and they're very hard to spot. They can be. Sometimes it's not so much. But the, the for the majority of that I've seen, they're like your to your example with that whole uh, dis, or uh, flagging, not flagging the tech, and then flag. Like it's it's they they do some things that make have, make you scratch your head and go wow how like you thought through this thing. It takes a lot of extra time to just go out and sell something instead of. You know, doing this this whole circle, you know what? Um, I, it's same, crazy. To same me. thing with spiffs, right? Remember, I mean, we 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 oh, yeah. we we found it several times, right? I mean, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but we've been to stores where we pay five dollars for every mark you sell, right? Yeah. And come to find out, they kept on adding marks and marks and marks. And you look at this RO, and then I'm like, wait, that that RO was from two days ago, so that they doubled it. Yeah. And they come in again and they do it again and you're catching them. And and the truth is, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't oh, I know. I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. right. And so. So the question is, is how many times do you accept that? See, that's the thing that gets to me. It's like, oh, that's just how he is. or oh, da, da, da. But it's like, how long do you allow that thing to happen? So that, that's, I think there's a couple of different things going on here in this conversation. So first of all, I think there's two things. I think your second part, how, you know, what, what do you do with them? How long do you let it go? Yeah. Do you let it go? What do you do with that? What is a, you know, what, where's the line in the sand? But I think before that, it's like, how do you identify them? How do you spot the guy? And uh, there's a book out there called Freakonomics. Oh, yeah. A very, very good Great book. book. Love that Great book. Great book. Um, I listened to it twice and I read it uh, once because I loved it so much. One of the things they talk about in there is incentives. And they, they were saying in that book that, um, that when you provide some sort of performance-based incentive for, uh, for salespeople or employees or whatever, that there's a hundred, one hundred percent of the time they are going to cheat. They said one hundred percent of the time they're going to cheat. No matter who it is, every single person is going to cheat, even in small ways. They're going okay. to fudge the line a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, come on, dude. Everybody pours a little extra of the of the frozen yogurt when you're at the yoga. <laughs> the Everybody does a little bit more. There is no doubt you're trying to get a little extra. A little bit. Yeah. Right. So 
So I, so I, I, when I read that, I was like, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I think over time, one of the things I'm understanding is I think that's more true than what I'd like to believe, that there is that thing where people are going to push the envelope and try to see how far out to the edge they can get what they can get away with. And so to me, it goes back to what we were kind of talking about off mic this afternoon, which is there's the distance between like the person's an angel and never going to do anything at all. And the person's a complete snake and will bite you the minute they get a chance. Right. So imagine that on some sort of timeline. And there's a you know, there's two fixed points and there's a line in between the two. And that somewhere in between those two markers is the truth. Right. Yeah. And the. The thing is, is that I think if you believe that person's an angel and is never going to do anything wrong, or you believe that that person's a snake is going to bite you, that you're probably right to some degree, right? That like we were having this conversation earlier that, that, uh, you know, one person we were talking with believes the person's an angel. I believe the person's a snake. And I said, so we're both smart. I respect you. You respect me. So what, how, how can we both be right? Mm-hmm. How can we both? Because I think they exist simultaneously, right? A- along that, because both are possible. Right. And that's the key, I think. I think the thing is, like, if we just assume that guy's my guy, he's got my back. And when we march up that hill to certain death, that dude's got his gun and his bayonet and he's ready to go. And if you assume that dude's going to do that every time, regardless of the circumstances, that's where you'd be wrong. Like there is a point where somebody goes and they hit the scale and they become the snake and they're going to bite you. Yeah. Like we were talking about a very good friend of ours, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, probably the least likely to ever do anything negative. But I posed the subject and said, well, what happens if it's between you and his kids? Right. And so obviously if it's between you and his kids. It's going to be the kids. It's the kids. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you right now. I, I, I told I told you guys, I, I, would, I would risk my life to save you guys from a burning building, but I would not risk my kids' life to save you from a burning building. Yeah. Right? That's where I would draw the line. I would protect them at all costs. I would sacrifice myself for them. And so, but I would, I would not allow them to be sacrificed for somebody else. Right? And right. so that's the thing. That's the difference. And so where is everybody's line in that? Is it, I need a hundred bucks to buy my kid a Christmas present? Is I need money to to buy alcohol because I am a, a true alcoholic, right, right? Right, But somewhere in there, there's a thing that's going to tip the scales and understanding that everybody's on this timeline, for lack of a better, you know, description, it, it that that, uh, that you're always prepared for that, right? Yeah. And I don't want to be a, nar- a cynical narcissist. I just don't want to- no. But I do think that there is a thing where you have to kind of prepare for the worst and understand that given the right circumstances, pretty much anybody will let you down. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that that is, uh, it's funny because, uh, <laughs> this is really, really funny, actually. So it's a, there's, a pro- there's a Russian proverb, but I know it as Ronald Reagan saying it. Mm, okay. Which he learned from the Russian proverb. Gorby? Yeah. <laughs> And it's it, it because this is the answer. I mean, there's probably people on, on our audience right now that are going, okay, okay, G-Man and, and Coach Jay, you guys are talking about some good stuff, but you haven't answered our question. How do we find these people if if they exist, right? And it's trust but verify. Mm-hmm. Trust but verify, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's why we say it across all board. It's funny. I, I, I was speaking to one of our managers that we're going to see quite soon. And I said, I need you to go do a missed operations report. Fine. Do the report, right? Do the report. And 
look at five ROs from every single one of your advisors mm-hmm. hours later. Okay, I took all the ROs, but I decided that I think it'd be easier if I take the guys who are underperforming and look at their numbers and look at their ROs to see what they're doing. I said, no. I said, every single advisor. Mm-hmm. Take five from every, even the number one guy, because you will never know. Trust me. Always positive intent. Yeah. I'm nothing. That, we're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. Trust, but verify. Yeah. I mean, if you took the face off. Yeah. Right. You took the person out of the equation yeah. and you just had the data in front of you. What does the data tell you? And I was having the same exact conversation with the manager. And I said, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run this report. And here's what we're looking for. I'm looking for effective labor rates that are too low. Right. And why? Right. And I'm looking for effective labor rates that are too high. Right. Exactly. Because you can't have too much variance. Yeah. I can't have a guy with a $500 ELR on a ticket and say that that's okay. Exactly. It's not okay. It's not okay. So I get, I get what you're saying. Trust, but verify. So it's like, so that's the thing. And and I think if you're, if, if you're out there looking for, Hey, you know, guys, what's the answer? Coach JG, man, give me the dang answer. Yeah. The answer is that. Yeah. It's, I think you take the faces and the names off. You look at the data as objectively as you possibly can. You treat everybody the same and, okay. and you, you understand that we all are human beings. We're, we're going to be flawed. People are going to step over the line. People are going to test the limits. And then there are going to be some people that are just nefarious and they're going to, they're going to just take you for everything you got. And you don't want to be caught that way. Look, right now there are audience members that are screaming, but G-Man. <laughs> they are. And this is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. But G-Man, how can I not build a culture of trust with my people if I am after the witch hunt? This just sounds like something that I hear on CNN. You know, it's like the yeah. witch hunt. The witch. Oh, yeah. This, no, right. No, That's right. This is not a witch hunt. I'm not telling you go find something. I'm just telling you, right? It's how many times, G-Man, how many times did we overlook until somebody told us, hey, you know that so-and-so is late every single day? Yeah. No, they're not late every single day. Are you sure? L- let me see the, the timestamps. And you look at it like, oh, shoot. 8.15, 8.17, 8.07. Then you start paying attention. Yeah. And then the next day you're looking and you go, where are they? Oh, they're late. Oh, yeah. What's going Hey, what's going on? And the whole time, like, no, they're always here. They're always on time. But leaders do it all the time. You make the excuse without verifying. Yep. No, you're wrong. That's definitely not like them. That's yeah. not them at all. Right? They would never do that. And next thing you know, you pull up the video and you're like, oh, yeah, they are washing their cars. Oh, wait a minute. They are doing that. They're, yeah. they're actually doing work on somebody else's call. Wait a minute. What? They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do. No, never. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. What? Did they just walk out of the parts department with a part? No. Yeah. What? Come on. Everybody's capable. Everybody. Everybody's capable. And I think, you know. I think you're right too. You know, you got to measure and you got to keep like, if you, if you feel something, even if somebody says something, you think they're completely off base, you're really better off believing them and inspecting instead of just blowing it off and saying they're wrong. Cause exactly. there's going to be some, there, there could be some truth there. There is. And and, and I think this, I think that's where we fail sometimes and, as leaders. And if you've been told it's much worse if something blows up in your face, oh, right? 10 times over. But, um, yeah, we had so it's funny that you bring that up because at at our old store we had um, a situation with an advisor, and she was really good friends with the service manager. And I was the assistant manager at the time. She uh, she would we were paying an hours per repair order bonus at the time, 
she would get her hours per repair order to a certain number and then start calling in sick. Every time it would get to, because she didn't want to write anything more to bring it down, right? She's afraid of bringing it down. And uh, and so I told the manager, I said, look, did you realize that every time this person gets their hours per order, they call in sick? No, I know she's calling sick a couple of times, but not that many. And I'm like, no, seriously, every single time, pay attention to it. So we started chronicling it. And sure enough, it would hit a tear. Boom. Call out sick. Call out sick. And I was like, see? And so then we measured it. So then we had a conversation and uh, and then the person, I mean, literally they had some some deep seated issues, but they uh, once their hours pro got to a certain point and we made them stay, they would almost have like a nervous breakdown because they couldn't handle the pressure of yeah. it being that high. And so we, it ended up being a whole nother thing. But at the end of the day, it's like, like you said, trust, but verify. Okay. So now to the second point of the, the conversation or the second question is how, so, so like in this, the case of this person, how long do you put up with it? Yeah. What is the line? Yeah. What is the line? It's my question to you. <laughs> You know, I live and I've always told when I've managed, when I've went into places and, and I just play, I play baseball, three strikes, three strikes you're, out. you're out. I mean, I'm really sorry, but three times, three times you're out. Are all strikes equal? Yeah. Huh. So for example, tardiness, right? Now, mind you, I would put some things in there like, look, if you're late three times within a 60 day or 90 day period, then you're, you know, it, it just depended, right? On, on certain situations and mm -hmm. scenarios. But to me, it was always three strikes route, depending also depending on something even bigger, right? For example, we had a guy who took a car off the lot, didn't tell anybody, went on a joyride with his friends and wrecked the car. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah, that's a one striker. <laughs> like, he used up all three strikes in that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's it's over. Well, that's what I'm thinking in my head. That what about an advisor that intentionally sells something to a customer they don't need? So I give them the the benefit of the doubt on the first one on that one. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why because I was accused of that. I mean, you were there. Oh yeah, I was yeah. accused of that. Like, oh look, you know, another advisor came to came into the manager and came to you and said, "Look, you're stealing. Look at what he did." Blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I'm positive I said this story before in, on on, a, on one of our podcasts. Okay, it was a simple mistake. You're right. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. I sold a customer a power steering fluid service, right? And they had done a power steering fluid service eight months before because we were doing power steering lines and they put the power steering kit and all the verbiage mm -hmm. on the one line with the power steering lines. So I didn't see the op code. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Right. Coolant flushes. Oh, That's we did a, a water pump. Easy. We did a coolant. And then, and I was like, it's get, an easy mistake to say, make. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I tell you even honestly, even so sometimes I'll go through repair orders and I'll find that we did a, a service. Then three months later, we did the exact, exact same service for mm -hmm, the customer. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think that's, you know, if you don't see a pattern of that, that's an easy thing to overlook. Right. Like you're going through the history, you got the customer in front of you. It, it's, you know, it's easy to overlook that stuff. Some of the DMSs just aren't that friendly in terms of looking that information up. So I think... To me, to your point, I think that, you know, that would be a one strike. I'd give them a yeah, pass I mean, on that. Kim, how many times were we at BMW and, and customer would bring in the old key on the CBS data or whatever, or, you oh, know, yeah. right? And they're like, oh, you're due for a brake fluid service. We're going to do brake fluid service, right? Yeah. Which we would do under warranty only to find out like Scott would come down and like, what are you talking about? We just did it. Because you had the old key read. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what did we do? We ate it. Yep. So who had to pay for it? We did. Yeah. Well, I tell you, if I find something like that where we did it out of sequence, I still give the customer their money back because I want them to know, regardless if yeah. they're looking at us or yeah, not, of course. that we're trying to be above board. Right. It's right. not no, worth it's, the 200 bucks no. for me 
to, uh, to, you know, to keep that, I just assume give it back to them. Right. Yeah. I think you give your people the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, you also, I think I would be a person to say, Hey man, you're on the radar now. I hate to say this, but it's like the IRS. Once you get audited, oh, man, you're on that list. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want, I hate doing that to you. I hate, I hate that we're here. I hate that. Hate it. Well, I think, I mean, I think too, it just keeps your team sharp. I think it prevents stuff like that from happening. It, like, it, it narrows the gap. It closes the gate, if you will. Whereas if you make it too easy, the guy that's, that's, he's just going to take it all the way down the line. And then you've got a, you got a bad decision you have to make. So I think if you stay on top, you trust, but verify, mm-hmm. inspect what you expect, whatever euphemism we could throw at it. Um, I really do think that you keep your people honest, keep yourself honest mm-hmm. because you're not just blindly trusting people. Right. I think that's really the big thing. Right. I, I want to trust all my people. And I feel like I've, I've, over my history of built good teams and a lot of people around me that I I trust and that, that I, I built lifelong relationships with. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I doesn't prevent me from looking at their numbers. doesn't prevent me from digging into the data. It doesn't prevent me to look for mistakes, look for kinks, look for, what would I say? Uh, look for people stretching things a little bit, you know, it just doesn't, I had a tech one time and I was, I was a tech at the time. I was, uh, really early in my career. One of the techs I work with, really good tech, ended up getting uh, let go because we were doing, we used to do warranty breaks. Remember they had yeah, the warranty yeah, maintenance program, yeah, yeah. but the breaks had to be a certain, I think it was four millimeters or something like that. And he was doing them at five, you know, so BMW cracked down and they said, go measure these. And they go measure them and they're they're above spec. The ro- They were replacing rotors. Rotors were above spec. It was two guys actually that were doing it. They found a, a few bunch of, and so I talked to the one guy, uh, you know, uh, that I was friends with and I just, they said, man, what happened? Like, the, you know, is your tool broken? Like what's going on? And he said, you know, it's just that thing where you just kind of justify. And then each time it gets, the justification gets a little bit bigger and a little bit big. Like you start, he was 4.2. I don't want to make the customer come back or now it's 4.3 and then it's, well, 4.44. Then you get all the way out towards 4.8, 4.95 and you're still doing it anyways. Yeah. Right. And you think you're doing the right thing for the customer, but really what you're doing is, you know, you're just stretching that line between what's appropriate, what's right, what's wrong and justifying it to yourself. And then something like that has to happen in order for you to wake up. And that sucks. And it sucked. We had to, we had to lose a, a good tech over it, which yeah. is terrible. That but, is nobody's but decision. But, but that's the thing. If we were paying attention to it earlier, yep. if we set the standard yep. earlier, if like there were some checks and balances, if you knew somebody was going to go out and double check the part, like, you, you, it would keep you honest if you were stretching things out there, even even justifying to, you some, to yourself somehow it's good for people um, and you're doing the right thing. You still would you wouldn't go out that far. Right. It would hold you and keep you honest. So I, I think the lesson to me in, in that in that conversation today is is exactly what you said. I think if you I, if I were me, I'd put that I'd create like a little banner and stick it on my <laughs> monitor or put it in my office somewhere. But trust, but verify. Yeah, it's very simple, very easy to remember. But man, very powerful. I think it's a good one. Cool. Let me give you, let me give you lots of props for that one. Dude. Whoa, the G man. Yeah, Thank it. you, sir. Those, that's those, awesome. Those don't come easy <laughs> no, or do free. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I'm going to pay for that one. I'm going to pay for that one for sure. For sure. Well, you know, I wanted to make it simple, sweet, but impactful so we can give something to our audience. Cause it was like, I, I just thought it was just complex, but easy. Yeah. I think it's a good topic. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and it'll bite you. And I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I've just seen people get bit by that stuff. Yeah. It's tough. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Sometimes doing the hard thing is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And things that take more time, right? And more effort 
mm-hmm. in the long run are the right thing to do. Yep. Because you yep. never know. Yeah, for sure. All right, sir. Take All us right. out. Well, that, that's thanks for tuning into this episode of Hard Shop Live. We appreciate you and your ears. Thank you for your downloads without you guys. Um, we really don't have a show at all. We're just talking to thin air. So um, we really appreciate it. The, the show has been picking up steam and we want to bring more content to you guys this year as we continue to go through this. So keep your ears open and press the uh, um, subscribe button, uh, follow button. So that way you can get notified when a new episode comes out. And you can stay up to date with all the content we got coming out for you. We still are doing our project out in San Francisco and uh, we'll have some updates, some more updates with that manager and how that project's going. It's uh, they, We've met some challenges and I think it'll be some interesting things to talk about coming forward. Uh, we are still doing our advisor series, so you're going to hear some of those. In fact, we got another one we're interviewing um, just today, as a matter of fact. So that'll, there'll be a brand new one in the can coming your way. And if you want to be interviewed, know somebody that wants to be interviewed, want to nominate one of your advisors or a friend, uh, reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. It's real simple. Um, the interview process is super easy. Uh, most of the time we're going to be in your city at some point or another. If not, then we can always do it, uh, uh, via remote. We got, we've been having some pretty good luck with that. So if that's something you're into or you're, you're thinking about, I think the industry as a whole would benefit from whatever tips you would like to share with them. I think giving back to this thing is something we feel very passionate about. And I'd love for other people to jump on that train as much as possible. So reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. Need help with your service department? Want to talk? Want to share some ideas? Want to talk about a a new process you want to do? Just, I mean, anything at all, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We are here to serve this industry that served us so well. Um, It might take a day or two for us to get around to you, (laughs) but we'll get around to you. We've been busier than one-armed paper hangers, my dad used to say. <laughs> we we will do our best to get back to you. Info at jdicoaching.com. And uh, we will see you guys on the next episode of Hard Shop Life. All right, we're out of here.